Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hi, Chris. What's up, baby? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to get year two started of the Sci-Fi Wise yes. Guys podcast. Yeah. Yes, year two. Kicking it off with our second short film. I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> well, on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast... Even if you haven't listened to us or you have listened to us for a year, what we actually do is watch and review science fiction and science fiction adjacent movies, as well as the aforementioned short films, television series, and generally anything, as long as it's got moving pictures and people speaking, we're going to watch it. So. Yeah. And in some cases, people not speaking. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of that, we did, in fact, watch a short film. What is that short film, Anthony? We watched the 1980 short film, Black Angel. Mm. Yes, yes. Interesting history to this short film. It is a British short film that was shown before the theatrical release of The Empire Strikes Back in certain locales. I believe those locales would be uh, the UK, Australia, and I believe Scandinavia. I happened to be browsing a media website, and uh, when I say media, a news site. <laughs> yeah. A media website. And they were talking about the originals or the negatives for this movie had been found. So this thing was the directorial debut of a Star Wars art director, Roger Christian. If you dig the vibe of Star Wars, you know, you can, you can send a letter to this guy say thanks. <laughs> did you watch it on the official Black Angel YouTube channel? I did watch it on YouTube. I know it was before it was released on YouTube. It was on Netflix. I know you can purchase it, I think, on iTunes and perhaps elsewhere. Okay. Well, because there are two copies on YouTube. Mm. I also watched it on the official channel. And there's a foreword by him where he says, yes. where he kind of explains what's going on. I'll just you know give you a brief summary of that for the listeners who haven't watched this movie yet. He had a script that he gave to George Lucas. George said, uh, let's go. Let's He greenlit it. He was given $25,000 by the British government. I can think of him pounds. Uh, not, yeah, uh, 25,000 pounds, my mistake. Yes. Uh, and, and George just said that he would publish it or he would give him the screen time he needed. I believe, yeah. George was wanting to show a short film or was not was unhappy with the short film that was going to show and was looking for something else. So they went to Scotland, which is some places that had apparently never been filmed, which is cool. And there's four principal actors in this movie. There's some extras. There are two horses and that's it. Yeah. This movie is less than 30 minutes. It's 25 minutes in its entirety. And I'm actually surprised that they were even able to find it. So long story short, this movie was shown and then never seen again. The studio that had the negatives shut down or closed or was bought out or something happened. And those negatives were quote unquote lost. Uh, and then they were rediscovered, I think back in 2010 or something. Mm -hmm. And then, I'm sorry, 2011. I remember reading about it. I'd always want to watch it, and I just hadn't for whatever reason. And uh, here we are. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So they were found by, I believe, just a an archivist going through things and happened upon it. Yeah. So. Which really led me down a, a path of, like, I, I know that there are a lot of old television shows and movies that are lost forever because mm -hmm. film takes up space. And it's just, and a lot of it gets reused or burned or... Well, a lot of it's filmed on, all the old movies is filmed on celluloid, mm -hmm. which is an organic matter. And so a lot, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of movies are actually stored in these dry salt caves. 
I don't remember exactly where. I think some of them are in California, maybe some of them are in Nevada, but they have these huge caverns filled with film cans. Really? And then also when I think it was Universal Studios, that building caught on fire a couple of years ago, also destroyed some stuff, which is really sad. But yeah, I'm happy that this was found. It's very interesting, the whole story behind it. Give me your initial thoughts and opinions. And um, there's a very limited set of facts, but I think we have some. We do. I have some facts in front of me. Let me throw some facts at you. So despite being lost, despite being shown once or for a small period of time in 1980 in the theater, and then never being shown again until 2011, I guess, maybe 2012 before anyone actually saw it, it had reviews on IMDb. People (laughs) were putting in reviews based on their memory from 20, 30 years ago, depending on when the review happened. A lot of interesting interesting reads about people as, as young young adults or children watching it and really enjoying it and always looking for it and blah, blah, blah. So that's, that's really interesting. Some interesting reads in there. But overall, it's got a 6.5 out of 10 star rating on IMDb with 556 reviews. That's a median score of seven. And I think that's the lack of, that's the facts. I have a, a blurb, which sums up the first 15 minutes of this 25 minute movie (laughs) a knight finds his village destroyed and abandoned he tries to track the attackers down and avenge his family but almost drowns a maiden prisoner of black knight saves him so he vows to free her even though she warns him not to all right yeah that's that's all right I wasn't able to find anything like Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic, no. anything like that. I mean, there is another really movie called Black Angel from the 40s. Yes. Which which made this very difficult to search for. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're looking for this movie, you should type in Black Angel 1980. It should come up a little more easily that way. So I don't know if it is just a common theme with short films. I think we need to watch some more before I start judging them all as a big group. Uh, Like I mentioned at the top, we'd only seen one, or really, I say seen, we've only reviewed one other short film, Malefica, made in 2018, obviously completely unrelated to this one. But they have one thing in common, and that is let's follow around the one main character for these big swooping shots of them (laughs) in the woods for about 15 out of the 25 minutes that the movie lasts. I don't even think Malifka was quite 25 minutes. I think it was a little shorter, even. Much shorter, I thought. I made it a much smaller budget. Oh, no, here, runtime, 33 minutes. So it's a little bit longer, including credits. Yes. I just, like I said, I don't know. I think if you do a 20-minute television show, you tell a much more intricate story. I I don't know. So that's my initial thoughts. As far as the overall film goes, my actual initial thoughts while watching it were that Scotland is beautiful. I want to go visit as soon as I can. Okay. And for his directorial debut, I thought he, I thought it looked great. The shots were really good. Like the just the overall feel of it, the costuming. Just maybe it's the times of day that they chose to film in. Like the whole film kind of draws you into it. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it's it's a very which maybe that's the point. Now that I'm saying it out loud, maybe the point of it is to just build you in, draw you in, and then tell the story in the second half. They spent a lot of time setting it up, I guess. Okay. And the twist at the end is interesting. There you go. Those are all of my initial thoughts and opinions. I think I covered the <laughs> entire movie. <laughs> well, at, at 25 minutes, I'll, you got some runway there. Before I actually give my initial thoughts, I'd like to talk about Roger Christian himself, the filmmaker. Sure. 
So this movie was his directorial debut, which is cool. And we already talked about how he was a set designer for Star Wars. He was also the production designer on Alien. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. He also was the second unit director for uh, The Phantom Menace, which is kind of neat. I was looking through his filmography, and there were a few movies that I'd never seen before. And then I stopped on the year 2000. (laughs) Did you now? And he directed a movie called Battlefield Earth, which I think if podcasts were a thing back in 2000, Battlefield Earth would be a movie that we probably would watch, mainly because it's so bad. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, I know it only by reputation, fortunately. Yeah. Aside from being Scientology propaganda, the movie itself is not good. And it's uh, shot at like a 45 degree angle for every shot that John Travolta is in, which is kind of weird. So whatever. But I think for a directorial debut, let me tie that back to the movie here. I really liked this short film. He talks about it in the little preamble before the film begins that the guy who made Excalibur, which came out, I think, shortly thereafter, was fascinated by the way the fight sequences worked, mm-hmm. uh, which we can talk about the fight sequences here in just a second. But yeah, big, grand, sweeping shots. I think when you're making a short film, especially something like this, where all you're doing is trying to tell like a really quick story. And, you know, this is like a lot of people say this like negatively, but this guy made a mountain out of a molehill. Huh. He okay. took, which basically all the speaking lines, there's like, I think there's maybe 10 minutes of like maybe, maybe 10 minutes worth of dialogue in scenes that there are there actually is dialogue but for the most part it's just him riding a horse around and then not riding the horse horse. yeah Yeah, then then leading it and then riding it again and the horse disappears whatever he calls it and it comes it knows its name it's it's its name is richard which i thought was really funny yeah it is actually really funny yeah i really liked it yeah i i'm not upset with it i just think that it's more of an art piece than a movie if that makes sense yeah, that's fair. I'm not going to tell you it's not worth the price of subscription. It's on YouTube. It's interesting. And the history behind it adds to that that intrigue to it. So it's definitely worth, if you're looking for something to watch on your lunch break, it's worth consuming. I just, I don't want to go out there and tell everyone that this is an amazing film and I love yeah. this and you have 25 minutes to spare. You got to watch it now. If you never get around to it, you never get around to it. It's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. Judging from some of the reviews of the young of uh, on IMDb, because I did read a lot of them, because I was very interested in these people reviewing a movie they hadn't seen in at least thirty years. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know when IMDb launched, so some of them were quite old. They were intrigued by the cinematography of it, right? The set pieces, the costuming. I, I really enjoyed the way. And this is something that more independent films need to do, more B-movies need to do, if you will. They tell you everything you need to know about our main character, just with close-ups of his different equipment and gear and the ruggedness of it. You know he's a soldier because they, they zoom in on his helmet and on his axe that's obviously not meant for wood. They show his shield that's battered and his boots are muddied and, and worn. So you know, okay, this is somebody who's been in war. He's going somewhere else, not sure where, but he's been through an ordeal, right? Yeah. And he's lived through it. So it it tells you a lot of what you need to know about him in just the opening two or three minutes of credits. And I really enjoyed that. A lot of films would have had exposition, either in the form of a pop-up, you know, well, Star Wars, right? (laughs) Like, let's explain everything. 
in this scrolling text or a movie we're going to watch soon, the FP, it starts off by setting up the world, right? That's one way, or they could have done it where he meets the first character and they ha- they add a few lines to their conversation so you know what's going on, but it doesn't do that. It doesn't hold your hand. It shows it to you. If you can't interpret it, then you can't interpret it. He's not trying to coddle you along. And I really, really appreciated that. Right. One of the things I, I really enjoyed is, I guess the the main actor whose name is Tony Vogel, playing Sir Maddox, no longer with us, been in a lot of stuff. And I don't think I recognized him at all. No. I've seen things that he's been in. Remington Steel, A Season of Giants, Mission Impossible, The Odyssey. It was a TV movie with Armand Asante. <laughs> you know, like, I Miracle. Like, I've seen stuff that he's been in. I just never recognized him, you know. Well, 1980 is also well before, I mean, it's before either of us were born. Right, 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 right. right. But what I'm saying is I've seen things that he's been in afterwards. What I'm saying is that 10, 15 years is a lot. People look different. No, that's That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's fair. And then John Young played the old man. There is um, Patricia Christian and James Gibb, unfortunately, have no... Nothing on Wikipedia. I didn't check on IMDb. But John Young had been in a lot of stuff. It looks like this was Patricia Christian's only movie. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming she's somebody's friend or... Well, it might be his daughter. <laughs> or some, something like that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And then James Gibb has been in... I think he's mostly behind the camera. Yeah, he's a producer. Some music credits. Only six acting credits. The first of which is this short. The last of which is a TV series that... He was last in 1994, so. And I would agree that I don't think this is something that everyone needs to see in terms of as it exists as a short film. I think I would encourage people to go watch it because it is a piece of, like, film history. Sure. And the thing about a lot of short films just don't get watched for various reasons. I think mostly people won't watch them because they're short films, you know? Where would you go to watch a short film? Right. They don't show in the theater. They, you don't watch TV and see a short film. Well, you, I would venture to say that a lot of short films are, in fact, film school projects. Well, and possibly, so yeah. In New York City, in Los Angeles, I mean, other big cities, I'm sure Dallas, if they, I'm sure that Dallas has a film school, right? Dallas. Film. <laughs> I'm sure that most large universities are going to have yeah, yeah, yeah. a film department. But like, yeah. So they get all these people that are in, like, they're going to school for filmmaking, and then they just have a big event where Mm. you watch the short film. But, you know, we don't have that here where we live, which is, you know, whatever. And so I would encourage people to watch it for the sake that it is a short film. And to watch more short films is important. I know a lot of what I guess would be modern day short films would be considered fan films, where a lot of those are on YouTube. Yeah. Or Amazon Prime, since we watched Malefica on Amazon Prime. So yeah, I, I can't tell people to watch it if they haven't already seen it. But I would encourage you to do so only for the sake of saying that you, yeah, I watched a movie that hadn't been seen in 40 years. That's pretty cool. That is pretty so. cool. Yeah, all right. Awesome. I think that we should make a concerted effort to watch more short films for the podcast. I'm sure there's a lots of science fiction or science fiction adjacent short films out there for us to look at. And I say it all the time, we're trying to find those gems, those hidden, you know, just pieces of art 
right? The surprising movies and shows that we wouldn't mm-hmm. watch normally or watch them for the podcast. And I think uh, we should definitely dive into that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just made a public commitment. So <laughs> now you can hold it, hold me to it. On Wikipedia, a short film is described as any motion picture that is short enough in running time to not be considered a feature film. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences defines a short film as an original motion picture that has a running time of 40 minutes or less, including all credits. Okay. So that's pretty cool. So that that means that you could consider anything longer than 40 minutes is considered a feature-length film, which is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Like, there's most television is... I guess if you're filling an hour slot of television, I should yeah. say, you're usually over 40 minutes. But that's also not a movie. It's not a, a self-contained story normally. Right. Yeah. So if you know of any short films that are science fiction or science fiction adjacent and you think we should watch them, hit us up, email us at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com or visit us on our various social media websites at scifiwiseguys. And if you really, for whatever reason, want to go into Facebook, facebook.com the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group, and tell us about them. Don't spoil them. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to watch it to review them. But if there's anything that you think that you really think we would enjoy, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Please reach out and let us know. After you're done sending us your suggestions, do make sure to tell all your friends to listen as well. Click the little subscribe or follow or heart bell. Give us that five-star review on iTunes. You know, whatever it is you got to do to show your support and get notified when new episodes go up. We release episodes every Monday with bonus episodes all throughout the week whenever they whenever they come up. If you've done all that and you still want to show your support and go that extra mile, you can go to patreon.com slash sci-fi wise guys. A dollar a month gets you behind the scenes content, some exclusive Patreon content, and all of our episodes early. And of course, we appreciate the support. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Earlier, did you say that there was a twist in this movie? <laughs> You, we're in the middle of the outro. People have already turned off the podcast because they don't want to hear us talk about and, and That's fine. kind of shell out you our can, Patreon. Yeah, the twist. Put this the somewhere end. else. The twist. What twist at the end that it doesn't work? <laughs> no, the twist at the end is that he's drowning the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. all it was all a delusion of of him. He's fighting against whatever. He's trying to make deals. He's fighting the Black Angel, Black Knight. He's fighting death and decay because the. Mm. The monster or the the Dark Knight is full of cobwebs and he's dusty and old. Yeah. Okay. That's what I got, anyways. But I could be wrong. Who knows? No, I I was I was just under the interpretation that like well I guess I guess I was I guess it was the same thing. It was just in my head it was a spell. Oh, like it knocked him back into the drowning. Well, he was drowning, mm. and the maiden was like, "I'll make a deal with you if you save me from this guy." Oh, um, nah, nah. But I don't know. But, Maybe. No, but, but but your explanation makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated and just know that you are loved by the hosts and the community of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Just cut it and put it in the other place. What's the big deal? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm going to leave it where it is. <laughs> I'm going to leave it exactly where it is. I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, we've done it before. <laughs>